Shabbos Perik Tes Mishnah Zayin Nine Seven. The Mishnah continues with the topic of Hotza. However, and we will actually discuss a principle here at first, not just some more shirim. It starts out by talking about Hamotzi Kupas Harochlin. If one um, transfers a basket that uh, of a peddler, so the peddlers these were itinerant peddlers went from city to city selling cosmetics to the women, and therefore inside their basket they might have all sorts of different things. So let's just say you have you know ten different types of perfume in the basket. So even though there are lots of different, say, 10 different perfumes in that basket, if a person takes the basket out, he will only be liable to a single chatas because we look at the whole container as a single unit as opposed to 10 separate units inside the basket. Um, let's leave it at that. The truth is, in the next parak in, in uh, parak Good Mishnah Base, we will discuss 10.2, we'll discuss further um, how to look at a basket who's, which is partially transferred, and whether we say that um, if, if the basket indeed unifies all the contents within it. But let's save that till the 10th parak. Now we'll move on and say, um, what about seeds that you plant in a garden? According to the Bartonora, these are edible seeds. So think, you know, like pumpkin seeds or whatever, sunflower seeds, which you could eat. Um, but they're not being used as food, they're being used for planting. That being the case, pachas mikrogeres, the shear is actually less than the usual grogeres dried fig amount, which is for foodstuffs. Here we have a lesser amount than that. You'll be liable for because it's significant to keep your sunflower seeds even less than a grogeres amount if you're using it for planting. How much is a quote-unquote less than a grogeres? So um, according to the Bartonora, it is um, just a little bit less, um, no particular amount. Same, that's the Ramam. Others learn it's actually much less, meaning, um, relatively speaking, uh, might even be the size of just a good old-fashioned kazayas, an olive's bulk, because the truth is, in the gradations of volume in Talmudic lore, there's no intermediate step between a grogeris and a dried fig and a olive. Okay. Moving on. The Mishnah says, Zerunagina pachas mikrogeris, when it seeds in general less than mikrogeris, Rebuta ben Becerra Omer Chamisha, he says, uh, much less than that, even simply five seeds will be enough to make you chayab. The halachas halachas like the Tanakama, meaning you need to have a whole pachas mikrogeris, not just five seeds. Now, the Mishnah continues. In unanimity, everyone agrees that there are certain types of plants which even just a couple seeds are significant because these plants grow so big, they're worth so much, these seeds are valuable. And therefore, um, those plants we've seen in the past in Seder Zerayim, that they grow big and make produce, they spread far and wide. Here they are again. Zera Kishuim. Kishuim is a, let's call it a, like a maybe cucumber seed. So, or some kind of pumpkin, different shatim. So, Shnaim, even two of those seeds would be enough because the Kishui is a nice big plant. It's definitely not zucchini. In modern Hebrew, Kishui is zucchini. Zucchini comes from the Italian. Azuka is a like a gourd or pumpkin. The suffix ini means a teeny one, like a tiny gourd of zucchini. But um, zucchinis come from the New World. They didn't have them in the time of Chazal. Um, so that's not what it is. But let's say it's cucumber for argument's sake. So also the Zera Deluim, seeds that you plant for gourds, also Shnaim, two would be sufficient to be liable, and also Zera Pulamitsri, 
the polymitri, the Egyptian bean plant. So again, two seeds would be sufficient to store away, and no one person would keep them because they're valuable, and that being the case, one who transfers even two would be liable. Okay, next, what about grasshoppers, a chagav? So a chagav is actually, um, there are four types of kosher chagavim that are they're grasshoppers, but they're actually kosher to eat. So we'll talk here about the chagav chai tahor, a living, that's chai, chagav, grasshopper, that's tahor. Tahor means that it's from a kosher species. So this could be food, but it's alive. Therefore, it's not food yet. So kol shahu, doesn't matter how small the grasshopper is, if you transfer it, you're liable. Why? Because you keep living grasshoppers to do what with? To give as toys to children. So since the child would keep this as a pet, whatever size it is, so therefore it's significant in the smallest amount. We're only talking about kosher grasshoppers here because the Tanakhama holds. You're not supposed to give grasshoppers as pets to children if it's from the not kosher species of grasshopper because we're afraid the child will eat it and that will not be kosher. Okay, now mace, once you have a dead grasshopper, then it becomes just generic food. Again, we're talking about a kosher grasshopper here and therefore it's not a pet, it's just food. So therefore the requisite amounts ratchets up to the normal food amount of a, cro- a grogeris, a dried fig amount, that's for dead grasshopper. Tsiporus karamim, as for this creature called the, I don't know, the bird of the vines, vineyard, the vineyard bird, whatever it is, whether it's an insect or a bird, it doesn't matter. Since these creatures were used for medicinal purposes, ben chaya or ben mesa, it doesn't matter if the creature is alive or dead, kol shahu, um, any amount of Tsiporus karamim would make you liable. Shem matzniyin osal because people save it for medicinal purposes, meaning even the tiniest amount that's useful. Finally, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, afamoti chagav chai tamay, even if a person transfers um, a living grasshopper from a nakosha variety, already kolshu, the requisite amount is any size. Why? Shem matzniyin osa. Because you will indeed set aside any grasshopper, says Rabbi Yehuda, both kosher and non-kosher, to give as a pet to a child, and therefore even the non-kosher grasshopper is significant. However, Tanakhama disagrees and says you're not supposed to give non-kosher grasshoppers to children, lest they eat them when they die. Rabbi Yehuda says people do not, children do not eat their pets when they die, they mourn them. And that being the case, Rabbi Yehuda says you can give safely give not kosher grasshoppers as pets to children. Tanakama, however, is the halacha. He prevails that one ought not to give not kosher grasshoppers as pets to children, and therefore the shiur for a not kosher grasshopper um, is nothing. People aren't supposed to, people aren't supposed to, there's no, there's no use for them. Alive or dead, grasshoppers are useless, and therefore there wouldn't be normal shiur because they're not kosher, they're not food.